Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and it's a good one today. So let's just jump right in. However you got here today, whether it was an audio podcast platform like Apple, Spotify, etc., or if it was on YouTube, thanks. Subscribe and rate if you haven't yet. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Softball. That's B-L-E-A-V. Click the link in our bio on either of those pages or go to shop.believe.com to purchase some merch. We have three shirts available. I may or may not be wearing one of them for those that are on the video. All right, let's go through today's batting order. First, we'll be covering our bases. I'll give you some news and call-outs from around the softball world. Then we'll head into today's interview with Hannah Becerra. She plays at Cal State Fullerton. Is there any relation? I don't think so, but we'll find out. OGs will remember back in season one when I interviewed Taylor Becerra, who's an ASU softball alum, and whose games I actually called when she played. So now I'm looking forward to adding Hannah to our club. Then we'll end things with the foul tip of the week where we share tips to help us get better. All right, let's get started. Covering our bases. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And a few things that we've brought up on the show this season are now coming full circle. So that's where I want to start today. For covering our bases. So first, let's talk about Tennessee. As mentioned in last week's episode, our last guest, none other than Monica Abbott, was back in Knoxville this past weekend to debut her new book, Rise and Shine, The Monica Abbott Story, and to celebrate her career. Fun fact about this, she threw two ceremonial first pitches for the Vols while she was there, one for the softball team and one for the baseball team. Both programs went on to win. So number four softball swept then number 13 Florida in a huge SEC matchup. Tennessee baseball also swept Vanderbilt, including one win in extra innings. I don't think it's a coincidence when you have the goat in the house and when you have a believer in the house. We love it. So second, speaking of which, the goat Carol Hutchins at Michigan was officially honored with the new stadium, Carol Hutchins Stadium, this past weekend on Saturday. First pitch obviously came from none other than Hutch herself. And get this, Michigan lost the series to Northwestern. But that Saturday game with Hutch and the new stadium and all of that celebration, they won 15 to nothing. And that also happened to be NFCA Day celebrating 40 years of the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association. So safe to say Hutch brought a little magic to the Hutch as well. And third, Fullerton. They shook things up a little bit in the preseason. And guess what? They actually beat Tennessee and Florida, among others. And we said early on that they were a team to watch this year. They are currently first place in the Big West. And during the series against UCSB this past weekend, 
the Titans won their 1700th game in program history. So they are the eighth team in NCAA history to get 1,700 wins. And we're going to talk about the team's mentality and culture more in today's interview. And to bring it home, another broadcasting update. So I have a break this weekend. I will be tuning into games as always. Last week was crazy in the best way. So six days, five games, 44 innings. On Tuesday, I had Stanford baseball that ended up being a 15 to 13 game. (laughs) Wednesday, I had Cal softball. They had a 13 inning walk-off win in Berkeley. It was over four hours long against Santa Clara. And then Friday through Sunday, it was the big series with Cal softball at Stanford. We went extra innings in game one too, but it was another walk-off after video review. All of them were one-run games. And of course, the extra inning games, I was solo on the broadcast. But it's safe to say it was a grind, but that's the kind of grind that we love. And someone else who knows that feeling with her day-to-day is today's guest. So let's head into the interview. She is a junior at Fullerton, 2022 Big West champion, 2021 All-American and Big West freshman of the year, and fellow SoCal native, Hannah Becerra. Hannah, we're doing it. We're here. Hi, Jenna. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's been so fun seeing you the past few years. Um, Just seeing a Becerra, right? Like on the field uh, and collegiate softball again. And I'm super excited for us to have you on this show too, because did I tell you about how I've had Taylor Becerra on in the past? Have I given you that background? No, you have not. Oh, okay. So I will, I'll do a quick, quick summary of it. So basically Taylor Becerra, she was an ASU softball alum and, um, I've called her games before when they've played Stanford and in the PAC 12 and her mom was actually listening at one point and tweeted a photo of us. Apparently when Taylor was a kid, she went to a Stanford game and we took a photo together and I didn't even know that at the time, but we found out later. And then we also had the same coach at one point. Her head coach was Trisha Ford in college she was my uh, assistant coach when I was at Stanford. And so people were like, can we get you know an interview with Taylor now? Or what's the deal? And I was like, absolutely. So now I think I can speak for Taylor and myself that we are very excited to welcome you into this club. Well, thank you. It's very excited to be in this club. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't come across Becerra's very often that aren't like I already in my family, you know? So mm-hmm. do you? Like, has that something that you've come across? Um, in high school, uh, actually, when my brother was in high school, there was a couple of different Becerra's, but none that were athletes or anything. So I think um, you and Taylor Becerra are actually the first athletes that I've heard with the same last name. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we can all represent. And the fact that we all play softball is actually pretty cool. Like, yeah, how crazy. cool is that? Definitely a small world. Yes, yes. And we're all from SoCal, too. I'm from Ventura County. I know you're from Diamond Bar. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me want to kind of trace our lineage a little bit to see if there's any crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Where else is your family from? Your parents? Um, my dad, he was raised in Los and like Eastern East Los Angeles, I think. And then my mom was also raised here, but her side of the family's from Kansas, like Wichita, Kansas. Okay. Um, but that's really all I really know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. now I'm going to have to go ask my parents after this, like ask my dad, can you give me the backstory <laughs> again? Because who knows? I mean, d- Taylor and I joke around, we call each other Prima, like we're cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, you might have to, we might wrap you into that one as well. 
<laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. But, you know, family support is really important for anyone, but especially us athletes. And with softball, we all know that we grow up traveling everywhere, playing all these club tournaments. It's a lot. It's a big commitment for the whole family. What brought you to softball specifically? Um, I was actually put into basketball and soccer first, um, and I absolutely loved it. I was a very active kid. Um, me and my brothers both were. Um, and then a family friend had kind of mentioned that um, their daughter was playing softball as well. And my my parents decided to sign me up for it. And it was like, like eight U. Um, I was around seven. So like going into eight U. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I think at the time it was more majority of my friends who were girls played it. So I was finally like with my friends who were girls versus with my guy friends in like basketball and soccer. Um, so that's how I was introduced to softball was actually through a family friend because I had never heard of it. My parents really never thought to put me into it until um, our family friend mentioned it. Did your brothers ever play baseball or anything or was softball kind of the first thing for your family? Um, they both played baseball. Uh, I don't know for how long. I think basketball stuck longer with both of them um, or for one of them. And I think baseball was for the other one. But I don't really think that they had an idea of softball when I came along and they were just like, oh, baseball. But let's put her in soccer and basketball instead. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're the best athlete in the family is what I'm gathering. <laughs> I would say yes. You talk to my brothers, they would 100% disagree, or at least one of them will. The other one will be like, no, I trained her. So therefore, I'm the best athlete that there is. Mm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe the best trainer, right? That's fine. Yeah. We'll give them that. But yeah, I think it's kind of objectively true at this point. So yeah, I definitely my would say so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I, I love hearing how people got introduced to the game too, you know, because it's, it's, there are a lot of different types of stories as to how that happened. And I like that for you, it was like a relationship in your life that led to it, meaning like that family friend, do you still keep in touch with them? Are they still around for games and things like that? Um, no, not really. Unfortunately, their daughter actually stopped playing. Mm. Um, but we still like remain good friends if we see them. It's not like we just stop talking to them. It's just my life and my parents' life got so busy with when we were in travel ball that it kind of just drifted apart almost. But they're still very close friends. Like I like still have all the the girls on social media, and um, I know my mom is still in contact with their parents. So we're still close, but like not as close as we were. Well, like we said, all the time you spend in softball, it's close to, to spend time with other people. <laughs> We're all allowed to have friends that aren't playing, right? Like sometimes yeah. it's hard not to, or it's hard to because, you know, we're so, so busy every single day, but that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. They're great people. Loved them. That's amazing. And the other thing that I've loved to throw into this mix of all the things that we have in common is that you play third base. Because yes. so did I in college and so did Taylor. So that's like add it to the list, right? Of like, this is kind of mm -hmm. weird in like a really cool way. But what do you love about third base? Why that position? Um, well, actually, I came into college as a shortstop. Um, and I love short. 
And then um, Coach Ford and Coach Rahu were telling me that I'm going to be moved to third. And I was like, what? Like, okay, like I'm going to give it my best and everything, but I don't know how it's going to go. Um, but eventually I fell in love with it. And now I don't even remember playing shortstop really. But my favorite thing, which is so different from short, would be the reaction time. It's just things happen so quick that you can't really think about it. It's just like stick your glove up and then that line drives in your glove versus like going at it, um, having range for a ball. I just I like how it's just so quick. I, I don't know what it is. I just like the boom, boom plays. I completely agree. And I was the same way. I came in as a shortstop, was recruited as a shortstop. But it's so fun, especially with the slappers. Like, I don't know if you agree, but defending against slappers for me was always so fun because they're fast, right? And it's like, Mm -hmm. who's going to beat who? And, oh, it was just the best. Yeah, it's definitely an experience. I will say sometimes I do get a little scared playing against slappers because I'm so close and I'm like, like, okay, like I'm going to catch this ball no matter what. But like, what if I don't? Or what if it takes a bad bounce? I'm like, but and I was like, no, I got it. I can do it. But it's it's really fun. I love playing that position. It's the hot corner. Yeah, it is. It's the best. Yeah, I um, I feel you. I think I remember wearing I don't know if I did it through my whole college career, but I did wear like a mouth guard for part of it over at third base. And not necessarily for the slappers as much for like these big time hitters who would mm-hmm. come up these like righties. And I was like, okay, let's maybe protect like I just, you know, had braces not that long ago. So I would like to protect my teeth. I don't know if you yeah. ever did anything like that, though. No, I am kind of just taking a risk, I guess. And if it <laughs> happens, it happens. But fingers crossed not because I know if it does, my dad is just going to say you need to catch it with. Uh, you need to catch the ball with your glove next time. And I'm like, okay, dad. Okay. We might actually be related because that is exactly the type of thing that my dad would say. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I think we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Wow. That's funny. Um, I don't know about you though, but I kind of enjoy it. Like, I don't know if your family, like we all kind of roast each other, you know, we're hard on each other, but we love each other, obviously, at the end of the day. And I think that's been actually helpful to have as an athlete, just mentally, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, definitely is. Sometimes, though, my family, I'm just like, don't talk to me right now. You guys are just, just don't talk to me. You guys are too much. And then other <laughs> days, I'm like, I just want my family to talk to me. Yeah. And, but their support means the world to me. I think that's family in a nutshell, right? It's like they drive you nuts and you love them to death at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) I think teammates end up being like that a little bit too over the years, you know, as you get closer to them. That's how it works. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, I also saw I think that you're a psychology major. It said so on your bio. I I actually changed it and they never updated it. I am a human services major now. That's so cool, though, because I think I saw, though, that it also said that you were very interested in like social work and helping people Mm -hmm. in need. Is that still the direction you kind of want to go in with your new major? Yep, that is still the plan. I'm hoping that is the plan that's going to stick because it's what's stuck the longest with me. Um, But who knows? I'm very like, you know, in some aspects of my life, I'm very like kind of go with the flow versus other Mm -hmm. aspects. I'm like, I have a path that I'm going to follow. 
And I think my job career is one of those ones where I'm like, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow, see where it leads me. Well, that's why college is helpful too. Like I'm always very impressed by any freshman that comes in and thinks they know what they want to do with their lives and actually follows through with that path, like in their major. And then if they go on to grad school or whatever it is, because it's so rare, I think for people to actually know at that young of an age. I mean, we get out of college and we're still like, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm glad that you're following a passion. That's great. Yeah. I honestly don't even know how that passion kind of came about. I feel like it was just kind of those ones that like, yeah, no, this sounds like something I would do and it's what's, it's what's happening. So. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's, it's cool too, that you are a SoCal kid studying and getting this collegiate softball experience in Southern California at Fullerton And it's, I feel, I mean, you tell me your thoughts. I'm sure the team has discussed this a bit this season and in general, but I just feel like Fullerton is underrated as a program on the national scale. Thoughts? I definitely would say so. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I could be a little biased here, but um, I definitely think this year was the year that people started to recognize us and take us kind of seriously instead of like, oh, it's Fullerton you know, we can kind of just coast this game. Um, yeah. And I I would like to say that we have definitely proved this year that that is not the case. Like, do not sleep on us because we will take it from you and we will show no mercy about it. Well, one of those moments that stuck out to me, too, is in preseason when you hit the walk-off against Florida, too. And you had a couple home runs that game, didn't you, against the Gators? Yes. Yeah. yes. So when you have that kind of, like, underdog mentality – or like chip on your shoulder, does that just add to that experience? You know what I mean? Like what was the feeling like coming around third base when you did that? Um, I definitely can say, first of all, best feeling that I probably have felt by far in my collegiate career. Um, but it was like the same time, like, okay, we beat, we just beat Florida. What about it? Like that's what we came here to do and that's what we did. Um, definitely would say like the underdog kind of feeling was on us a little bit or on me personally at the beginning of the game. But then as the game got on, I'm like, like, we got this, like, this is just going to be another game. If it's number three, if it's not even a ranked team, who cares? It is another game. It is the same game we've been playing. So let's just win this. Let's just go and do it. I love that because I do think that's the only way that you can win in those situations. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's so silly. Like the rankings are one thing, whatever. And I know that there was a lot of people that were saying, Hey, where's Fullerton, you know, in these rankings, Um, especially at that point in the season too, when you guys were really, really shaking things up and hosting Judy Garman, which by the way, I Mm -hmm. even played in that tournament in college and I loved going down to Fullerton and my family would come out and watch from SoCal. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, I think just a really cool, it seems to me anyway, a really cool student athlete experience to be there. Yeah, definitely is. I love every tournament we go to. um, But I think the one we host, Judy Garman, is definitely um, the one that I enjoy playing at the most. Just because. Just because it's like, it's my home. It's our home field. Yeah. You know, people are coming here, maybe not directly to see us, but they're going to want to come back to see us. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. 100%. 
And you bring in such great talent to play against. And I don't just mean ranked teams. I just mean there are all quality teams there that you guys get to play against and that gets to be hosted by you. Like like you said, it's exposure mm-hmm. for you guys to be hosting that level of a tournament and for to do it for so long. Like I said, I'm not going to age myself, but like it's been <laughs> around a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It definitely has because I just remember when I was little, getting into softball, I would go and watch the tournaments. And I have friends who older sisters would go and watch the tournament. So it's, it's definitely been around, but it's still – the best tournament in my opinion. Yeah. It's a really fun one. It really is. Definitely one of the must watch or must go to tournaments, I think, in the in the preseason for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But for you two with your teammates, how do you guys have those conversations? Even with the coaching staff, meaning like, okay, we're about to play Florida or okay, we're about to do X, Y, and Z. How do you guys come together as a group for those types of things? Well, I would say it definitely starts with our coaches. Um, you know, Kelly Ford, George Rao, Caitlin Grimes, like they they don't really care that it's Florida or Tennessee or Oklahoma. You know, um, like I said, we're here to win and that's what we're going to do. Um, so that mentality that they have, like, so what? Like that so what mentality of who we're playing, um, that definitely goes down, you know, the – link and it goes to every single one of us and then we all carry that mentality for sure and I don't think it was always like that I think at first we were especially when we got our schedule we were like a little timid with it like we were like oh my god but then like once we started playing it was just like who cares like let's just go out there and upset every team that we play because apparently that's what people like that's what people are going to think that we're just going to lose and it's going to be an upset so yeah. I think we just all have that mentality of like, who cares? I am laughing because we used to say literally when I was in college, so what? All the time, mm-hmm. whether it was about who we were playing, whether it was about like, oh, yep, it's kind of starting to rain a little bit. So what? There are two outs. So what? You have two strikes. So what? Like we would do that all the time. So the fact that you just said it, it's like, again, warms my heart that we have this <laughs> in common too. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Our coach also, too, says, so what? Or um, the well-known quote of our team is handle it. Um, Mm. And we know when Coach Ford says that, that, you know, it doesn't matter. We can't complain because so what? We're just going to handle it. We're going to go on with this game as it is. I love it. That's such a great mentality to have. And she's been such a pillar of softball, in my opinion your coach. Mm -hmm. And it seems like to me, based on what you've said, probably a big factor in your decision to go to Fullerton. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. I wanted that home feeling because I was very attached with my parents, considering I was always with them every weekend. They took me to every practice. And I knew I wanted to stay home and be near my family. Um, And but I wanted that family aspect which was like home away from home. And that's what I felt at Fullerton. Um, And then that's what coach Ford said was going to happen. And I have not regretted my decision since. I feel like the staff too, like the recruiting process with the players is, is, is high quality, but then also your staff, like Danielle O'Toole, your pitching coach, she's been on this show and 
We all know like she was an Olympian, right? All American mm-hmm. in Arizona, all of the things. And I've seen some of her tweets just, you know, getting fired up for you guys this season too. And to talk to her a little bit about it. And I love that that mentality is, is there within the staff on top of with all of you as players. Yeah. Um, totally. I, she's probably one of another great coach. I think that I've ever come across in my career. Um, and you know, we call her coach Tutu or Tutu. Um, that's, I don't know where that nickname came from, but that's kind of what we all call her. Um, but it's great to have, um, more of a perspective from a player or like someone who is kind of closer in our age and who just was like playing almost like, I don't know really how to explain it, but she was playing recently right. and things have changed since our coaches have played. And it's, it's nice to have that connection because she knows what we're going through in this like time period, almost like, yes. um, and it's really nice to talk to her and she's so open and is honestly going to tell you how it is, which what we all need. So she's not going to sugarcoat it. She's going to be like, Hey, this is what's happening. And it's probably one of the best things that we could have for this team. She seems like from, she's been on the show a couple of times and I, I just mm-hmm. like love her personality, but she does seem like somebody who is really open to just about like mental health and like the mentality and the experience to your point that you're saying of what it is to be an athlete. And I know that that's been a bigger topic. I've seen you talk about it on social media a little bit as well. Like that there are a lot of dimensions you're not just athletes, you're students, you're people as well. And it seems like that influence is also something that, you know, you're fortunate to have there. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, I'm really big on mental health. Um, I, like my major is human services with a concentration in mental health. Um, but with all the passing of the student athletes in last year, um, it, it hit hard because, you know, I can feel for a little bit of what they're going through of just being like that tired and having someone to talk to is very important. And I know I can't really speak for a lot of teams, but from what I've heard that some coaches aren't just, they're not open to talking about it. They don't, not in the sense that they don't care, but that they just don't care that it's more just about the sport than who they are. And that's what I'm fortunate enough to have Thule, Coach Ford, um, Coach Araujo and um, Coach Grimes to have to fall back on because the way I have always said is that they see me as a human and not as a stat or a jersey number and to me that is the most important thing because as much as I love the sport if I'm not happy then there is no sport at all like I got to take care of myself but I'm in a situation or in a place where I can have that unhappiness feeling, but still can continue my sport because I get such good support from not only my teammates, but the coaches, the athletic trainers, our academic advisors from everyone at Cal State Fullerton. They always want to make sure that our mental health and that us as human beings are doing good. Right. Because it's not not having challenges. It's how you manage those and how you're supported during those challenges. Yeah. We picked a sport too on top of life's challenges where it's like you fail a lot. Like I've thought about that before and been like, what does it say about me that I chose a sport where you fail more than you succeed? Like, why did I do that? You know, sometimes, but it does factor in 
to, to just like how you feel uh, overall. But I think you're hitting on something too, which is like separating your self-worth from your stats or whatever it is on the, going on on the field versus who you are as a person. And that is easier said than done. I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in the stats and performance, but it's important, like you said, top down from your coaches. And do you guys talk about that as teammates as well? Yeah, uh, our team is like we're very open with one another um we all kind of have like that person that we can go to you know if we need to just vent if we need to talk like whatever it is we all kind of have that person um and I think a lot of what our coaches look for in players as well is not only skill but is if they could do that Mm -hmm. um if they could be that open because you're coming into a team who has a great culture together we are very open with each other. Like, yeah, we have our problems, but like what team doesn't, but you're, we're very open and we all have that person to fall back on. And if you're not going to have that, then you probably aren't going to fit in, which is unfortunate. And of course we'll try, but to make you fit in, but we can only do so much, but we all have that sense of openness and like willingness and, we can talk about anything with one another, um, whether it's a whole team, like if we need to have a team talk of like, you know, something that's happening and we need to support just one person, or if it's just a one-on-one talk with another teammate, we all have someone that we could do that with. That's really good to hear. That's really good to hear because I don't think before recently that was something that was necessarily discussed. Sometimes natural conversations would happen, but for it to be just a known talked about part of your culture is, is a big deal. And it's really, really helpful. What else do you feel like defines Fullerton softball's culture? Oh, um, I don't know. Pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say there's like a lot of things, but honestly that just sense of like family, like comes to mind. Like we take care of one another. We're always there for one another. Um, And that's really the biggest thing is just we are all sisters. So, like, we do the sisterly things. We fight. You know, we complain. We mess around. But in the end, we're a family. And we're with these girls, like, honestly, almost, like, 24-7. Like, I live with five of my teammates. um, And, you know, it's about they're one of my closest friends. You know, I would do anything for them. And I know they would do anything for me. And on across the team, that's how it is. We all, we all have that family aspect of us. We're all very family-oriented people in one way or another. And I think that's what the biggest, or like that's what the heart of Fullerton softball is, is just we are a family. A lot of people say that too, but it's different to actually live that, you know? So like when I hear mm-hmm. you talking about it, it feels like you – you all live and breathe that every day versus it just being kind of a tagline that you guys use to describe the team, which is nice. Yeah, I definitely heard that too a lot of the times, um, but I've never felt anything like this than when I'm playing with Fullerton, Fullerton softball. Like these girls are a part of my heart and they always will be a part of my heart. Um, And 
it's it's just that feeling that you have to be there to experience it like no one else can explain it to you no one can do it for you like you have to be in it to understand it and I think that's what's also special about it is because there's only a select few that get to experience what we get to experience. And in that way, it is like family to your point. It's like, you didn't also get to choose every single teammate that you have in college, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way that we don't choose our siblings, you know, but you do build uh, an environment together. You're together all the time. You spend so much time together and you go through ups and downs together. That is what makes it like a family, all the good, all the Mm -hmm. bad, all of it. It does come down to that. Yep. It definitely does. Do you think that that kind of connection is why you've won a conference championship? Like, do you think you could have won the Big West without that part of your culture? Um, I honestly would say yes, because we are a talented group. I think it would have been a much harder fight than like what it was because it was still a tough fight even with our culture playing against Long Beach like they're a great team to face against um but I think knowing that we all have each other's backs was a big weight off our shoulders because you know like if I struck out I know that um Daisy or Peyton Toto could do it they could pick me up from it and I think if we didn't have that culture you know I'd be like I didn't do it. Like I should have done it because no one else is going to do it. And that's not going to cut it. It's going to, it might get you a ring, but it's not the way to do it. Right. It doesn't give you these relationships you're talking about or the experience and the wellness that you feel through the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And you all have went to postseason too, which is really yes. exciting. It was fun to watch you guys last year too. And uh, you went to ASU. So throw that in the list of things that somehow connect me, you and Taylor Mm -hmm. uh, together. (laughs) Yeah. But what was that experience like for you? Uh, That was such a great experience. Um, Especially knowing that, you know, we've always gone to UCLA in the past. Um, Like, yeah, you know, no problem going to Easton stadium, but like, I kind of wanted to experience something new. So going to ASU um, was definitely an experience getting to travel like on a plane. And then even though we've stayed in hotels before, like it's just different because it's I feel like it's postseason and our seniors on the team were like, you know, it's it's a different it's a different vibe. It's a different experience. And you can't really again, you can't really like know unless you've been there. And once we got there and I felt it and I felt, you know, like it was kind of one of those situations again where like we were like the underdogs. Um, but like I it's just that postseason experience, that postseason vibe is one of the best feelings, knowing that you are here and that you're going to keep fighting and keep fighting for each one of your teammates until the very end. And I loved it. I thought, I wish we went further. <laughs> of but, course. But, you know, um, it was still all in all a great experience. It, and as it should be, you know, like it's, it is different, 100%. And it's, it's hard to verbalize how exactly, right? But it mm-hmm. does hit different. I totally understand what you're saying when it comes to that. It's also interesting 
just from like a mental and emotional side of things where it's easy to get really anxious and excited about it versus just kind of like sticking with what you've done all season long that got you there. How did you guys yeah. manage that? Um, you know, we have a couple of different sayings on our team, like handle it. Um, but we all have always said, keep it simple. Like just keep it simple. And then having that reminder that this is a game that we've been playing for so long that we know how to do it. Like the, like we know how to do it. And there's no questions asked, like playing a game of catch always hit, like, you know, we know to aim for the chest, you know, we know where the strike zone is. So I always think when we were advancing to, you know, the big West um, championship series. And then when we were going to postseason again, it went all back to like, this is just another game. Like, keep it simple, still the same game, nothing's changed, and let's go do it. Let's go win because that's what we want to do in every game. We want to win. I like keep it simple a lot. My mom actually used to tell me keep it simple. She'd actually say keep it simple stupid, and that was the kiss (laughs) method. Um, Mm. Yours is a little nicer, which is good. (laughs) Mm. That's awesome. And how often do you get to share some of these collegiate moments with your family because you're from down there? Um, A lot of them they get to experience. Um, I think it was hard for them my freshman year, seeing how well I was doing and with COVID that they couldn't be there. No one was allowed in the stands. And um, I think that was hard for them. My mom would send me pictures for me to look at after the game with my dad just standing in front of the TV and you can see me in the background hitting. Um, so they've been to every experience or every game that they can be. Um, and I can never be more grateful for them. And the same with my brothers. They, they try and be at every game they can be, but you know, everyone works and it's hard. Um, and, but I know that they watch their games out when they're working um, my brother's posted it and he has it on the TV and where he works. And I'm just like, are you going to get in trouble for that? But <laughs> <laughs> that's him. That's his decision. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, they, if they're not there physically, they're always watching some way, somehow, even if, even if it's the live stats, like they're watching. I love that. It's so nice to have that support. And it just, it is, it's nice to have like that it, that family experience with your team, but then it's like everybody's family is on top of that feels like this extended family in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like I think of a lot of my teammates, like parents and siblings and things that were around a lot, for example, at our games, I'm like, Oh yeah, those are kind of like almost extended family or extended teammates in a way. Yeah. Um, So that's a really cool part of the experience as well. It is. We definitely have, um, those parents that just make it to every game. Um, our pitcher, Micah Sutherland, her dad, um, he makes it to every game that he can. Um, and he's just like, we call him like our super fan almost because we have another super fan, but um, he's coming in close because he, you can always hear him. He's always cheering, you know, and he is just one of those. He's a great, great man. Um, and it's so nice to have him and all the other parents around because it also extends to our parents as well. Like we're like our, us girls are a family and then the the parents also form their own little family because, you know, they tr- all try and make it to every game that they can. So they have that their own connection. 
And it's really cool to see everyone kind of getting along and, you know, come together. Yeah. Yeah. For you guys, for the rest of the season, what are you hoping to accomplish? Like we're coming up on the stretch, right? Like towards the end of conference and then it'll be postseason. And what are you, Fullerton Softball, wanting to to show the world? You know, we just want to show the world that we're here, that stop sleeping on us. Like we're here, we're here to win. And, you know, our goal is we're or like our goals, we're going to the World Series. There's no doubt about it in our heads. Like we're going to do everything we can to make sure we're in the World Series. Like yeah. no matter what, we're going to be there. And that's the mentality that we have. Like, of course, we have like our smaller goals of like, okay, conference we're winning conference and then you know regionals super regionals and like so on but like we're gonna make it we're gonna do it and there's no question about it where do you think you all draw that confidence from like individually from each other from the coaches like where do you think the heart of that confidence is uh i think it started with our coaches and then kind of moves down to within each other. Um, but I think it really picked up um, when we did started beating, you know, the more known teams, even though we knew that we were going to win. I think it was just like, you know, if there was any doubt in anyone's head, I think it was that reassurance that like, like we can do it. We could do anything. Yeah. Um, and I also think too, like we're just all come from, a pretty like like community of like where we can be who we are and we don't have mm -hmm. to hide anything about us um and that we can be open so we're comfortable and confident within ourselves off the field and I think it comes on or comes to play in when we're playing and then you can break barriers and be the first to do something and I also read that you're a first generation college student is that yes. true yes it another is. thing that we have in common, um, which is amazing. What has that experience brought just being the first one in your family to be on this stage to you as a person? And then even maybe even to the field, like, does it give you that extra little bit of motivation at the same time? Um, on the field, it definitely gives me the motivation, um, knowing that my parents worked so hard to give me the tools to get me to where I am and that like my brother sacrificed, you know, a lot to also help me get me to where I am. So um, I want to do everything that I can do to make them proud. And I know they're proud no matter, you know, if I'm in a slump or if I'm hitting home run after home run, I know I'm making them proud. Um, but off the field, you know, uh, being a student athlete, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, and I think my parents, they, they try and understand like, you know, when I'm tired or that, like when I kind of like, I'm just like, I hit like the breaking point where I'm like, kind of want summer to be here, but like just yeah. for the school purposes, not for like softball, like softball yeah. purposes. Like I want to still play, but, um, they're like, well, you're fine. Like, you know, like kind of just take a break. And I'm like, I can't take a break. Like, right. I don't think you know, like, that. And they try. Um, and I think this year they finally kind of got it and understood it, which has helped a lot because 
I'm able to talk to them about something that's bothering me and they know now kind of not in the sense of like what to say as giving me a solution or like what I want to hear, but like they know that like I just need a vet and they know when I want something to be said and when I don't want something to be said. So they are definitely also very proud too that I am going to college. Um, we've, they've known ever since I was little that this might be the path that I um, take to get to college. Um, but they have given me everything that they can give me to make sure that I'm successful and I'm making sure that I'm returning it to them. This resonates a lot with me. I have very similar feelings and had them when I played as well. Um, It is a learning experience for them too, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's like we as student athletes in your first year, especially as freshmen, are learning what it's like to be on our own, to, to balance this level of athletics in this way with this level of academics. There are so many new things we're learning and they're learning too through that process. And that's something that like I didn't understand till later on in life. But Mm -hmm. I had the same kind of experience where eventually later on in my career, my mom would be ready for that like panicked phone call during the middle of finals week or I'm stressed out. And like, to your point, I don't really need any solutions. I just need to vent and get it out. Right. And my mom knew what to expect. But that Mm -hmm. wasn't the case maybe freshman year. We're all figuring it out at the same time. And I like that it's something that as a family, though, you can learn together. Yeah, definitely a learning experience for everyone involved. Um, I think my brother's learning experience is kind of knowing when they can talk to me after games and when they can't talk to me after games, Um, especially one of them who likes to, you know, critique my batting right after a game. And I'm just like, I'm so close to blocking your number. Like, I I don't want to deal with it right now. Like, please just leave me alone. But... I know they all, like, they both mean it from, like, a good place in their heart, and I couldn't ask for anything more of them. Yeah. Do you think that when you, let's say, graduate, like, when that day comes, what are the emotions that you think you and your family might experience? Um, I know on my senior day and when I graduate that I'm just going to cry knowing that this is like the end of such a long era. Um, and I know my mom is going to cry. She's going to be a mess. Um, because you know, I'm, I'm her little girl. I'm the only girl in the family. Um, and you know that I did it. And then like, I think too, it would be for them a sense of like, we did this for her too like we got her here we helped her achieve so much in life um and then I think my brothers are just gonna like joke with me be like okay so now you get to have a real job welcome to the adult life like you're on your own now mom and dad can't help you now and I'm just gonna be like (laughs) okay but um I know once my career ends it's gonna be a bittersweet day for everyone knowing that it's coming to an end but that I am done and that I had a good career and that I finished with probably with one of the best schools in the country that I could finish with and them knowing that I'll be happy with how things end that's all they're gonna need 
That's really, really heartfelt. And I can tell you from experience that, yes, <laughs> you will feel all of those things, most yeah. likely. And they will too. And your brothers, yep, that sounds on brand for brothers. That's what they're there for. You know, we get it. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, the, the parents part of it is is great. I remember for us, Stanford has this um, tradition where you have like a red stole. It's almost like just a, stat, a sash with like mm-hmm. the seal of the university on it. And you can give, it's called the stole of gratitude. And so when you graduate, you give it to somebody who you're grateful that helped you on your path, like throughout that college experience. For me, I was lucky. I was like, I don't know which one to give it to. Who do I give it to? Mm. My mom or my dad, you know, because they were both so supportive in different ways. But I was lucky to stay for grad school as well. So I got a second one. So then for Mm. that graduation, I gave my undergrad one to my dad because he was also really helpful in terms of the actual softball. He was my coach Mm -hmm. growing up, um, personal coach. And then my mom was helpful with just, you know, my sanity (laughs) all the time. So I gave her the one for for grad school. But it was like one of the coolest pictures I have probably is me with them doing that. And whatever version of that that you get on that day, I'm going to be very excited for you. That sounds, first of all, like an amazing experience. Like that sounds just so cute. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited, but I never, I don't want it to end. Like I don't yeah. want to call it, I don't want to hang up my cleats. It's just, it's been a part of me for so long. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I keep telling my mom, I'm going to go through that after college crisis where I don't know what to do with myself because it's over and like, what do I go from here? Because I've been playing the sport since I was seven. And now I'm, I'll be like 21 when I graduate. I'm like, what do I do now, mom? Like, it's over. Like, I'm going to go through that crisis and I don't want to go through it. I hate to confirm it, but yes, you will. But I will say Taylor and I will both be here for you <laughs> when that time <laughs> comes to help you through it. In addition to your official family, your unofficial Becerra family will be around too. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Well, before we wrap things up, I just want to ask you also, is there anything else that you want either people to know about Fullerton or yourself or what it's like being a first gen student? Just anything else that's kind of top of mind for you or that weighs on your heart that you're like, you know what, this is a time for me to, to say something. Um, I will probably speak to more the parents um, for this, um, but as a college athlete and doing it all from travel ball to rec ball to everything, um, that we may be a little mad at you sometimes, but we love you guys and everything. Um, and just remember that it's hard. What we do is not easy. Um, It's really hard, especially when we get to that collegiate level. And don't forget to allow them to separate from softball, Hmm. separate from everything that they want to separate from, even if it's for an hour or for a day. Like we need to let them, especially when they are in high school, because that's where I got really burnt out. It's where I got tired. And I didn't know how to separate it. And I had to learn in college, which was hard for me. So I would say, you know, allow your kids to 
take care of themselves because my parents allowed me to do that. And it was probably one of the best things I've done because, yes, I struggled in high school from it. But when I got to college and they gave me that and they even told me that they should have gave it to me in high school, but they told me that free range of allowing me to do what I want to do for even just for a day, an hour, that they could see the difference in me. They could see the fire come back to the sport that I loved when it dimmed. And even with like schoolwork, um, they could see it. So I would just allow them, tell you to allow them space because it sucks, but it's so beneficial in the end. Mm. As are most things that benefit you, right? It's like, it's hard, mm-hmm. but it's worth it at the end of it. Yeah. I think those are, that's, those are great words to share. Well, to wrap up with every guest that I have on the show, I play a little game called Safer Out. Oh, Lord, okay. Don't worry, it's simple. I know some people freak out about it. Other people are like, let me handle it to Fullerton Mm -hmm. to to reference your go-to phrase. Um, But basically, it's simple. I'll just bring up a topic, um, softball-related, and if you like it or you agree with it, you'll call it safe. If you Mm -hmm. don't like it or you don't agree with it, you'll call it out. Okay. Make sense? Yes. <laughs> okay. First one is trash talk. Safer out. Ooh. <laughs> um, coming from a team that does this, um, <laughs> uh, I would say safe, but for my personal life, I'm going to go with out. I don't mm. really like it, so I'm just going to stick without. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's also one of those two words, like, we'll define trash talk, right? Because you could be in the heat of the moment during the game, and then after the game, you know, everyone's fine, it is what it is, or it's like, is this something that you're doing all the time, <laughs> you know, like on yeah. social media and like all that kind of stuff. But it was something that came up a lot, too, with the uh, women's basketball tournament this year too yes it did yeah and it made me think of softball like where do i don't know where do we fit into that conversation so yeah and you said you're a team that does can you elaborate on that yes we do like to trash talk um (laughs) but i think that's what kind of what fires us up um a little bit obviously like we have our boundaries yeah um and everything but um we it's kind of like what we've done even from like my freshman year of high school we had this little section in the stands because not everyone could be in the dugout um because of covid we had this little section it was called the dog pound and that's (laughs) who did all the um kind of like talking i wouldn't say trash talking i would say it's more chirping at other teams um But yeah, we are definitely a team to do that. And I know a lot of teams don't like us because we do that. (laughs) But, you know, I don't really care because if you don't like it, beat us kind of like. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I think everyone trash talks in their head when you're a competitor, too. It's just Mm -hmm. like, do you verbalize it or not? You know? Yeah. 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 And we have like a lot of girls on like, um teams that we know so like they know who we are as like people and how like it you know like we don't mean it like if like we just will never mean it it's just we're competing sorry we're not friends right now but 
we're friends off the field. And like, that's what really matters to me is like, as long as they know that we are good people off the field, then the chirping to me doesn't matter. But I think that's a testament to a good relationship too, is like when you can turn it on and off, right? Like there are so many coaches, so many players who have great friends on the other side and in between the white lines, it is intense. Right. But then afterwards it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're cool. You know? And like everyone knows that's what it is and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the first one. Second one is name image likeness or NIL safer out. Uh, I'll say safe. I think it's a good opportunity for athletes to have. Um, I think like if it's more of something that people abuse, um, then I'm going to say out. But I think it's a good way for college athletes to get their face and their name out there for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like it's like if you had to weigh the two, is it more of an opportunity or more of a distraction, do you think, for students? Uh, I would honestly say it kind of depends on the athlete or, or the student athlete. Um, like for me, for instance, I think it would be more of an opportunity. Um, but I know maybe, or not no, but like for some other athletes, it just may be like, oh, well, I have this and it's all I really care about instead of like the actual sport. Right. So I think it's just like a hit or miss with um, each athlete. But I think for the most part, it would be opportunities. Yeah, fair enough. All right. The last one is bat flips. Safer out. Safe. I will stand by it. I think it, it goes hard. My <laughs> brother always tells me I need a bat flip. But um, my problem is, is I swing and I just kind of let go of the bat. So I don't really hold it. So I can't do it. Right. But um, I, I'll stand by it. I don't mind them. I think it's part of the game. I think it's a fun way to show that you're hyped. And yeah. if you kind of take it as a disrespectful thing, then like it, just don't take it personally. It's not. It's just the game. When you gave your answer for Trash Talk, I had a feeling that this would be your answer for Bat Flips. Just because, not that they're the exact same thing. But, you know, it is being able to separate, like, taking something personally versus, you know, just an expression. And I think I have seen you kind of do the point the finger, like, in the air, you know, when you've hit a home run, which, like, I don't consider that a bat flip, but it is a celebration, right? Yeah. I think it's more of just, like, one of those things that is kind of in the moment and people don't really kind of think about it. It just kind of happens. Um, Obviously, when you hit a home run, you kind of want to do it because you kind of look really cool. Um, but I think in the end, it's just all the game. It's just competition. And it's not to say like, oh, like anything negative about like the pitcher or the other team. I think it's just one of those things that just happens in competition. Yeah. Yep. Something we all go through as competitors. Well, thank you, Hannah. This was really fun. I'm glad that we got to not only do the podcast and everything, but just get to chat, um, and, and get to know each other a little bit too. Like this has been a really fun conversation. So thank you for doing it. Well, thank you for having me. As expected, it was fun to officially induct Hannah into our unofficial Becerra softball club. And it was really cool to just get a glimpse into her story and also her life as a current student athlete. So with that, let's transition to the foul tip of the week. This week's foul tip is about handling it. 
And I love that this is one of Fullerton softball's mottos that Hannah mentioned, handle it. I like that, you know, Hannah talked about it. I talked about it in the past, but we've both experienced team cultures that have a, a so what attitude. Like if there's some sort of obstacle, so what? Who cares? We can still do it, whatever it is at the time. And it feels like this, the handle it piece is almost like the next step. So it's like once you're in that so what mental space, from there you can actually take action. And that's when you handle it. And this conversation with Hannah was actually really timely for me because lately I've been trying to get back into this mentality a bit more. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm maybe a little tempted to procrastinate on something, rather than shutting down, (laughs) I've been reminding myself that the only way out is through. So if I attack whatever thing is in front of me, it usually gets done quicker, it gets done better, and it gets done with more ease because I handled it. Obviously, different situations require different ways of handling things. You know, sometimes you attack it full force, other times doing nothing might be the right thing. It really depends. And both things can be hard. Sometimes doing nothing is just as hard. But the right thing also tends to be the hard thing. But we can handle it. And it doesn't matter how we handle it. The main thing is that we know we can. So that's it. Handle it. That's the foul tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, part of Believe Network and presented by Bet Online. The show is available anywhere you get your podcasts, wherever you listen, including Believe.com and YouTube too. Subscribe to the show, rate the show, and if you liked it, write a review. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Believe in Softball. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V. You can reach out to me personally on Twitter at JennaBecerra01 and Instagram at JennaBecerra as well. As always, thank you for tuning in and catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.